0: Bing the humble monster. off with it, um, Toronto's own Grammy tastemaker. Innovative, one of my favorites, anyway. My oh, man T. minus What's Hello, up bro. with you, brother? Sorry, man. Can't call it, bro. I remember uh first time I, um, I inquired about you is when I heard that um, Ludacris record.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like my first record. Uh, like, yeah, I was like,
0: who the fuck is this?
1: That's funny, man. That was so, that feels so long ago. It feels like that was like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? I was like, I feel like I was like maybe 21, 20 at the time i did
0: that record. i just remember I, that shit was like super super clean and different i was like who the fuck is this i appreciate it man it means a lot this bro. i know something man i said this dude knows something whoever it is he knows something
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy bro you know it's funny when i when i did that record bro i remember people were like you know in the business were like yo we need another how yo this guy wants another how low this guy wants how i'm like i don't want to fucking do another how <laughs> like you know what i mean i felt like this is just this is just a moment, you know what I mean? So I just I just wanted yeah. to – it was tough, man. I find that, like, the music industry will try and pigeonhole you to do one type of thing when it's like you could do so much other shit, you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, that's how they do. I mean, it's pretty much uh, they want you to give them the same record without giving them the same record. I know,
1: I know. And sometimes, you know, sometimes <laughs> it happens naturally. Like, I'm, I'm with it, bro. Like, I'm all with, you know, when you develop a sound and a style, but I just feel like sometimes it just gets so caught up in doing, doing the same shit
0: over and over again, you know what I mean? Well, you know what Quincy Jones said when you try to do things intentionally, you know, God leaves the room.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree with that, man. You
0: know
1: what I'm saying? So it's like just the art, you're thinking about the business. It's like I read that quote too, funny enough. I, I really believe that, bro. Oh uh, wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, you and me both. Like they, they've they've uh, approached me like, yo, we need another lights camera action. I'm like, nah, like that's <laughs> that's just what that was, you know what I'm saying? Right. If yeah. you're not cheeks it's not going to be the same chemistry anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not It's not going to come across. So I, I'm like, I'm cool on that.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I remember when we when last time we spoke, you said that, you know, and it surprised me, but you said you would do like a different drum kit or like a different, like whole different beat. Like every time you make a new beat, like you don't go back to the same drums, which to me is like kind of hard in itself. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the new producers They'll go back to the they'll go to the same sounds they use, like the last fifty sounds they'll use, and they'll just keep repeating them, repeating them, repeating them. Nah,
0: not me, bro. Like I uh I pretty much I haven't never used the same snare twice. Wow. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. listen to any record I've done, it's gonna be different texture right. on each one. Right, 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 right. Same type of snare, yeah, but yeah. a different texture, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I learned that from uh, listening to Dilla real? Yeah, like cause um, I wasn't really up on the whole uh, putting your brakes in recycle, right? And, and chopping them up and just you know, just having dope drums like your 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 favorite loops and your breaking mean, your favorite breaks right at your fingertips whenever you get ready. So once I started implicating that shit to my to my music, it was like it just opened up a whole other
1: chamber for me yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man I mean yo i'm I'm guilty of using some of the same sounds here and there, but it's never intentional it's like it's just with other people I find sometimes it's, it's intentional it's like they just go to the same sounds because that's just what they're used to, and I just like bro i I get so tired of it, and that's why the game kind of got saturated for a minute, and still kinda is to be honest, you know what I mean
0: yeah, no, like I say, music is like private school now, like a uniform you know what i mean I know bro it's it's crazy. <laughs> but at the same time it's like you you started so much as far as uh different things you do like just the whole sliding bass thing like you were right. the first person i really ever heard do that you know what i'm saying so right. like that became the thing to do you know what yeah. i'm
1: saying yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So, the sliding
1: 808s you know it's funny because that's actually just a, a function you could do in, in fl studio which i just started you know i just started fucking with from like the early fl studio so like I'll throw it a bass on and slide because I used to like doing the octave thing, like starting at a high octave with the bass, yeah, and down low. So I used the slide knob and shit. People now change it up a bit, a bit. You know what I mean? Like they'll slide it up and make it kind of dance in between, which is cool. But yeah, it's funny though. Not a lot of people know that that you know that I was one of the first to really to bring that about. You know what I mean? Which is dope that you that you recognize. You know what I mean?
0: Oh no, nah, I mean that's one thing about me. I pay attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and that's what really makes me. uh a fan of of yours you know especially just because of how you just go about doing it you you can tell you weren't using anything as a guideline like you were right. just doing what you what you heard and and that's what frees you up like you just it, it, it frees you so much like you can just do anything you want to do once you get that type of mindset and you feel like I don't have to sound like this record it just went off on the radio and that's the main thing that most kids are really doing now they, they feel like if my beat doesn't have that 808 that Jake record had, then my beat doesn't sound right.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You know what I mean?
0: It's like, it, to me, it's like, it's
1: almost like a debate between like what's culture and then what's kind of like, like following. You know what I mean? Because it's like, a lot of times I understand why some people will go to to similar 808s. Like everybody's into that woofy 808 now without the kick. You know, but at the same time, it's like, are you following or is
0: it just like the culture of the sound? So it's like... Oh, you know? they're absolutely following. The Scorpion album was the first time I noticed that short eight oh eight that you know people that you know, Drake was using though know, I forgot the name of the producer. I, the guy I, I got I think the guy that does Playboy Cardi. Okay, like yeah. One the, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the first dudes to to actually uh, use that. But it's like the go to eight oh eight now. Like yeah. every you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But hey man so, I mean I'm not all it takes is- I actually like this. I actually like it to be honest. Like I'm not I'm not that place where it's like this shit is still kind of fresh to me. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. I like it. But some people are just like, yo, they don't they don't some people don't even fuck with 808s. A lot of producers who are like who have been in the game go, like, yo, I don't fuck with the 808. I like I like my bass. You know what I'm saying? So but for me, bro, I
0: mean I'm cool with it. I mean, you know that that just the kick drum alone and a a deep synth bass can give you the same effect. Right, right, right. You know right, what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they work as they work together. I, right. I remember um, listening to Neptunes and just uh, noticing the hollow type of drums that Pharrell would use. Right. But but this bass that he would use would make it sound like the kick drum was a lot bigger than what it was. Right. And right. t- then working together. So I was like, you know, I, that's type of things I learned from, you know, just taking notes from, you know what I'm saying, when I'm, when I'm listening.
1: Yeah, definitely. Tim Tim too. I noticed that with Timbaland stuff too. Like a lot of, some of his shit was hollow at certain times, but it's still kind of slap, you
0: know what I mean? But Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a Big Mac, you know what I mean? It's like the hollow kick. The hollow kick is the, the bread on top. Then yeah, you got yeah. this sub bass, and it's like, when, it's two different, they have two different frequencies. So it's like, it gives right. you the punch for the, we used to call it the tail, you yeah. know, back in the day. The, the sub gives it the tail on the, on the back of the kick. So they, right. they're not canceling each other out because, I remember when I first started, I used to love this round kick I used to use yeah. early. You know, it was like this. But when I try to use it with a, a deep bass, they would cancel each other out mm. because it's pretty much in the same frequency. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that's what made me be like, OK, I got to rethink this. You know what I'm saying? Like this, right. they're, not, they're not working good together at all. And yeah. I would listen to Pharrell, like that Pharrell record, I'm a Hustler baby joint, the Jay-Z joint. Mm-hmm. Like you could hear that kick drum on a laptop. Yeah, yeah I was sure. like, why, why does my shit cut through like that? I used to be like, why can I get my shit to cut through like that? Cause my yeah. shit just sound like a, like
1: a pop. Yeah, 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 that's
0: all you. That's all you were hearing. I'm like, damn, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, I'm just picking the wrong. I was picking the wrong texture.
1: Yeah, of kick. so
0: So it's like yeah. you know, those are the like gems I learned early.
1: For real, you know, you know what's crazy though? You say all that like talking about picking kicks, or like. I remember like I, I mean we're getting to like such detail product, like producing detail but I remember like I didn't really feel confident about picking kicks until like maybe like four years ago like for real like I feel like my like my kicks are always were always pretty good but it's like I got like I feel like now I know the exact texture I need when I'm looking for a kick anytime it could be like I can go through a beat like I can hear any beat and just know like yo that kick that kick is way off or that kick could be so much better with with, this, with, the, um, with the sonics of what the other drums are doing. So, like, for me, bro, right. that's a technique I'm only, I only just learned a few years in. And I've been doing this for almost 17 years. So it's like, you know, I mean, it just sometimes it takes a while, bro. It, t- it takes time to learn certain things, bro. You just, don't, you just don't know.
0: You know what I'm saying? Trial and error is the best teacher. You know what I'm saying? Hands on. You
1: know? bro. And also, too, like, another thing I, I want you to touch on that, it's like, a lot of producers they, they, they try to get that kick to sound right, so they, they throw the kick in and they start processing and EQing and I'm just like, yo, it's just the wrong sample. It's just like fine like stop overthinking the shit and just find the right sound, you know what I mean? So I
0: used to I used to laugh all the time. Used to be like, You're pink, you know, you use compression and then you start throwing all these plugins at me. I'm like, No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Like, I don't use none of that shit. Like you I just don't even you
1: to... use of any of them even on any of your shit, or do you kind of just like you process it differently. Like, you do different things with compression, different things with, like.
0: I mean, my thing is, when I picked the kick, I loved the way it sounded. Yeah. It's so, true. The, the last thing I would do is get in here and start fucking with these knobs. Yeah. Because if, not... if, if you don't know what you're doing with those knobs, you can ruin that shit so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, my thing is really just turning the bitch up right. in the mix. Right. You know what I'm saying? And allowing it to do what you liked about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, so right. I, I don't I don't really do a whole bunch of extra EQing to yeah. it. I just make sure that the presence of it is there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Likewise. Like even for me, like I make sure that if the sound is right first off, I know I'm already in the right direction. And then I'll throw it in, I'll throw it in the mixer and I might do a touch, bro. I might do like I might look at the you know like the frequency of the snare and just kind of boost like a touch a little bit on like you know yeah. where with, with the transient. The highs, you know, yeah, I mean? like certain exactly like just certain parts, and that's, that's the most I'm going to do to it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do too much. And the problem is that people do too much in the mix, and it's like, yo, you're taking, you're losing so much character. You're just doing too much. You're trying to bring something out that's not already there. You know what I'm saying? So
0: so many uh, guys I be helping out, and they're like, yo, take this to my beat now uh, So open up the session. And then I'm like, you know what, do me a favor. Turn all that shit off that you got on. Like, yeah, just right. turn all that shit off. Like, you see all these windows open. Like, you got all this shit on this kick. Turn right. all that shit off, bro. Right. I said, because all you did was ruined it. Like, you right. went in there and ruined the perfectly good sounding kick, trying to do some other shit with it. Like, just right. turn that shit off. Because people don't understand compression, if done right, can definitely boost your shit up. But if it's done wrong, it could take all your
1: knockout yeah like 100%. I, don't even put, I don't even put compression on my drums like that bro like me I, either I never use compression the only time I use compression is like' if, I'm, if I have a sample or something and I want the, I want the volume to kind of line up really clean, I want everything to kind of come like I don't, even, I don't even use it on drums, bro I feel like compression kind of takes away so much can take away so much from drums. you know what I mean so it's, it's,
0: it's been a lot of times that, that L2 killed me oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking I'm knocking, and I turn it off and hear so much beep come in
1: Yeah.
0: when I turned it off. It was like, damn, I, I, I canceled all that shit out. Yeah, bro. Like, I never never really paid attention to how much you can – that's how I felt about the, the Devil New Dress mix. Like, mm-hmm. they, it was way too much compression. Like, they ruined my drums, basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when that record dropped, like, I, I literally listened to that record for like 30 seconds, if that. And turn it off. Oh, damn. It's, I was disgusted. You know what I'm saying? It took me weeks to find out the was on it. Uh, I because you. I never listened to it all the way through because I just wanted, wow. I was just, you know, when you, it's like, you, you know, you, you give somebody your kids to drop off the school and then you see them, what they put on them, and, and they put this whack ass outfit on and they didn't have a haircut and his knees yeah, were ashy yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, what did you do to my kids? Yo, like, really? I get it. That's crazy. Yeah, so I was just like so disgusted, but it was just way too much compression. It just took all my knockout. And I know a lot of engineers think louder is better. It's like mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. it's definitely louder, but you killed all the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. To it in in the, the body of it, so that's why it's yeah. The knock, the knock is gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Nah, nothing's worse than that, bro. Nothing's worse than having a having production and just, like, you get the mix back and it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Especially when they don't, when you're not involved in the actual mix, it's the hardest part. It's the hardest thing to let go.
0: The hardest thing to let go. So I had to just tell myself, listen, ben, this is a good look. It's on a great album. It's a great song, bro. I never, I don't even think, when I hear it, bro,
1: I think it's that's one of the strongest records on the album. And I think everybody would agree. Like, it slaps. Everything still slaps. For you, I guess, because you know the prototype. So, like, you know, like what what it sounded
0: like before. So I understand. I'm gonna send you the original two track. Yeah, I'm gonna send that to you. I want to hear that. And, man. And, and you play them shit side by side, and you will understand exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. night. It's like night and day. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
1: How do you feel about the mixes on the on the Ross album? The you did you did three
0: on there, right? Yeah, I actually mix my own joints. Oh, crazy! So they uh. They, they came out a lot better than what, you know what I'm saying? How you like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, Because I started, for real, I started sending my sessions with the drums on the same track. Like, you know what? I'm not going to allow you guys to fuck up my, my blend.
1: A, bro, that's a really good idea. I never, that's like some like, that's some shit you do later on when you learn so much about mixing and learn like, yo, you don't got to put everything in separate tracks. Like, yo, let's just,
0: you know what I mean? Keep yeah, it I, I don't know if, I don't know if you heard the, the uh, interview I did with KLC. And KLC was saying that 90% of the time, the No Limit mixes were two tracks.
1: That's crazy. I'm
0: not <laughs> right. He was like, the only record that he mixed was uh, uh, Ride For My Niggas. OK. That was the only one that, which is the 808s and that shit is insane. Right. But he was like, that's like the only record that he actually tracked out. like. Right. One, two, three, four, five, but all the other records were straight two tracks. Yeah, yeah, because in all honesty, when we when we mixing records, it's like the question you keep asking is play the rough. Where's the rough at? You keep right. comparing the mix to the rough because we love the rough. Right, right. Whatever you send over, like the mix you send over to the with the beat, it's like that shit sounds great. So right. we basically ch- we're chasing that anyway, with yeah. the exception of adding the vocals to it, you know what I mean? True, so true. true, true. So, you know, so it's like it, it made more sense to just, you know what, let's just keep this two track. Like, we, can't, we can't get this shit back to what it was. Like, right, yeah. I've been there a few times. Like, I can't get this shit to smack like that. I don't know what I did that night. But whatever it was, the stars were aligned. You know what yeah. I mean, everything was great. Right. What, what would you say, Um. what made you fall in love with hip hop? Just what, what, what turned you in this direction to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this.
1: Honestly, bro, like I've always been in love with like R and B and and hip hop. Like I like when I was a kid, I never really had access to a lot of music. You know, I was I was the youngest of of my family, and you know I had a big sister who was like ten years older than me, and she was like when I was like five, she was fifteen. So she was the one, you know, bringing home CDs and listening to music in 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 her room, and I would just like hang out with her and let her play her R and B, let her play her hip hop. My parents are actually much older too. My parents um. You know, they're like, like 35, 40 years, you know, well, like, yeah, 35, 40 years older than me. So they've always been into like, you know, the older genre of music. So for me, it was just like, I got a lot of my taste for my sister, like just being around my sis all the time and she was just super into the culture. Um, and like, for me, that's how I kind of absorbed a lot of the music that, you know, I, I make today. So, you know, I always give her credit, you know what I mean? But bro, I, I mean, I, I've always loved hip from when I heard hip hop, you know, I just fell in love with the groove and just like, and just the vibe of what it was, you know what I mean? And just like get, becoming a teenager, just in, in love with the, the, the rebellion of the music, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's, right. it was a whole vibe. I mean, it's kids to this day, like every kid, every teenager now listens to hip hop, bro. Like hip hop is now pop, you know what I mean? So it's just like for me, bro. I just, I just, I just love the sound, you know what I mean? I love, I love the drums. I love, and that's what really made me made me want to become a producer, was just hearing hearing fire ass beats, and I was like, yo, how are, how do these guys do this shit? Like how are they like I had no idea how people made music, bro, at all. Like until even up until when I was like eleven, twelve, I was like, "How do they like? How does this? Mu- how do they make this music?" Like there was like, even a point when I was really young, I was like, "Are they playing this shit live on the radio? Is that how they like? Are they playing the music?" You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't even know how the recording process worked. Nothing. So I've always been fascinated with just like, you know, how how, how the creative process was. But yeah, man, I don't know, bro. I just I just I just love hip hop music. I love all music to be honest, bro. But. You know what I mean? Hip hop to me was just like I just love drones, bro. Like I'm, I like i like a cla- I like the classic producers. You know what I'm saying? Like I love I love producers. that care about like the knock and the swing and all that. So you know that's that's where my love is.
0: Like no, nobody in particular that you was like really listen to a lot. Like yo, like I love his shit. Like I mean, for Timbaland, me, it was, it was it was it was Q-tip. So okay. Timbaland
1: for you? Yeah, Timbaland for me. Like I mean, '96, '97, Aaliyah you know, Missy, genuine era, like I love that shit. And then, and then, you know, it's funny, you know, growing up, there was a lot of shit that I liked too that was coming out, but I didn't even realize like, now that I'm old enough to see it, it's like, there were so many copycats during that time, like dudes that were kind of copying the sound and copying the vibe of what Tim was doing. But, you know, you it's easy, it's easy to see it now when a dude drops a sound today, I can tell he's copying this producer, that producer, but I didn't realize how influential Tim was you know what I mean? Just listening, to, listening to his sound, but you know he's he's always been a huge inspiration. Yeah,
0: yeah he was the first to really take it to the double time. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, or halftime, however you want to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but his drums, just bro, a- his
1: drums, and his like his swing was always just crazy. And like, I don't know, bro. I, he was probably one of the producers I always aspired to want to be like. Because to me, he's like a producer's producer. He's not like he's not like the guy just like making song like you know what I mean, you know that there's always that, those producers that just make songs that everybody likes, but it's like the producer, producer is like, you know, what I mean the, 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 the guy that you respect. You know what I mean? The guy that you kinda wanna make tracks like So,
0: so that, that explains the creative freedom that you have that you exalt now because of who you you know who you model who you really were following was another guy who was creatively free. Yeah. Uh, Timlin had like, to me the number one rule in music is not to have none.
1: True facts, I agree with that.
0: You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, no, no rules, like, just what, however, this shit makes you feel, just do that shit. So, he, yeah, he never, like, that's why his drum paddles was just so all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't no particular pocket he was in. Like, he was doing some weird, it was weird to other people because yeah. everybody else was just straight one, two, three, four, one, you know, just to boom yeah. back. Yeah. He was like, nah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, true, was, true. Yeah,
1: so like so that. by the time I was eight too, like when I was like eight, nine, as I was starting to kind of cultivate my own taste in music. Like, you know, Boombap was kind of like not really exiting, but it wasn't as, as popular as like where, where music was kind of going. You know what I mean? Because I was like, when I was eight or nine, I was probably like 90, 96, 97. You know what I mean? So that's when that's when that Timbaland era was kind of taking off. And you know, then like, Neptune's era was beginning to take off. So... You know what I mean? Like I, I just fell in love with that, with with those vibes, like those free vibes, those free sounds. You know what I mean? And then even, and then even Dre too. Dre, his sound is so clean. Like his sound was so clear. Like that was another inspiration for like wanting to have like my shit sound so pristine. You know what I mean? Like my drums and like my vibe. Like you know what I mean?
0: You know what? For real, I gotta give credit too. We know, I don't know if a lot of people give enough credit to Lil Jon for pointing us in the direction of all those EDM synths. Mm. You know, like, the EDM world had all those loud ass synths. Yeah, true. That, they use them different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, true. he really, like, yo, like, fuck with these. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you have a lot of, like, weird synths in your in your yeah. records as well. So, yeah. like, you know, it's, I've always been that analog guy too, like, it's just always trying to figure out what are these weird sounds, how I could put that shit in my music some kind of way you know
1: right so how how old were you when you when you first realized like when you well first off how were you when you when you started listening to music like from a from like a you know a curiosity of production standpoint and also second question is like when did you want to become a producer
0: you know it's weird like it was never a dream for me to do music Okay. Like, I, w- I wasn't in high school saying yo I want to one day I'm gonna grow up and be a hip-hop producer like it was I was your typical country kid wanting to get a job at the railroad, longshoreman, or you know what I'm saying, or merchant mm-hmm. seaman or something to that nature. That's all I saw, you right. know what I'm saying, around me. But um I started playing drums in church when I was eight. Right. So it it was the natural evolution. So playing drums in church every you know, every Sunday, and then um I was I started DJing in the seventh grade. Right. So DJing and production go, they go hand in hand for real because, right, 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 right. because for real, for real, uh, DJing trains your ear to produce.
1: I agree with that.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because when you when you DJing a party, certain records that you play because of the energy that you're looking for to get that crowd to do what you want them to do. So it's like it trains you to knowing how to make certain type of types of energy in your music. Right. So once I got curious to production after DJing, right. which was probably after I graduated, you know what I'm saying? But I always toyed around with the equipment because I remember when I was like super young, Boss had a uh, a joint called a Dr. Rhythm. It was in this little, this little blue case, You put it right. in, in your back pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just had like a snare, hand clap, kick drum, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just doing drums, like not really, maybe a bass, but not really a lot, but just trying to learn how to use those was like everything to me. And that shit was like magic to, yeah. to try to get it going. There was this other drum machine called a Sonic something. I can't remember what it was, but it was black and they had these three gray pads on top. And you could you could do all the triplet high hats and all that shit with it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was stupid, and I had that shit hooked up to my father's component set. Yeah. And I was like, just redoing like Planet Rock and all those yeah. types of records from back then, just let it have to, you know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> I, I always had, I, I've always, the, the culture has always consumed me. Like, I, you know, I was break dancing and all that type of shit, like, you know, listening to mixtape. All that, I, I was always all in with the culture, wearing Pumas, Kangos, all that type of shit. So I was just always, always a fan of the culture, but it was never, it didn't click for me until I was probably about 19, 18, 19 years old. Like, you know what, I think I can do this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I finally got an ASR 10. Yeah. And Yeah, that's that's my my curiosity.
1: That's kind of interesting. I find that like the curiosity for some people will start really early, you know what I mean? And like, even for me, bro, like same thing. Like I wanted to, initially before I became a producer, I actually wanted to be a DJ. And I was always into like mixing and blending and like, you know, I come from like the digital era so it's like I had the I had the programs where I could just download the mp3 and throw it in like a a digital mixer and throw it on one side throw it on the next side blend you know what I mean do all that stuff play with the pitch so I had that experience when I was you know I, I was doing that stuff when I was like 11 12 and then eventually I was like yo I want to I want to know how to how how to like I want to make drum patterns I want to be a drummer too so right start making drum patterns and stuff like that and then and then For me, what what sparked the the interest to get into producing was just this this, like sampling, because I didn't have a great understanding of music in theory. I didn't understand notes and chords, so I was like, to me, it was easy to just pull out a sample and then just chop it and then add some drums, and then that's kind of what sparked the curiosity to learn how to play and how to do other things. You know what I mean? So,
0: right. Yeah, man. So what? What? Um. How did you realize that? you was on to something as far as the sound like when did you realize that because a lot of times you don't know
1: no i didn't, no, you just, I didn't doing know, man. You just doing
0: you no i didn't, yeah. I didn't
1: even realize man for me it was just experimenting and just creating what you love man and like taking bits and pieces from other things you've learned or other producers and kind of making your own vibe or your own sound you know what i mean because you know i mean like like let's face it like when you when you first get into the game you, you there's a there's an i there's like kind of a a bit of copycat that goes on when you're when you're starting like as, as a yeah, kid I, you know. Know I, mean? I was there yeah you know put yeah. like pieces from people and shit so like that's how I started and it just eventually I just I just kind of cultivated what I liked and what I loved like I, I love melody I love I grew up really lo- loving R&B matter of fact I thought I was going to be an R&B producer instead of a hip-hop producer which I mean I still do both but I thought that was going to be my thing but um
0: I, I mean you mesh them together you know what yeah. I'm saying? You brought, you, you brought the best of two worlds together, you know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it, it was definitely a dope marriage. Yeah, no,
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, I just I think maybe I I really realized it after like records like She Will and I'm On One, they kind of all had like a similar vibe, like popping Bottles with, with Drake and T.I. You know, they all had this similar vibe with the drums and, and synths and stuff. So I was like, oh, maybe maybe I, I, I'm on to something. No,
0: she will is like one of my favorites from you i can't even i can't even lie like that was i listened to that one a lot like yeah. what the fuck was he smoking this day right here
1: Yeah, i don't bro i don't even remember how i made it like what i made it it's funny like obviously you know you know how it is you make a beat and it doesn't place for like another year or two so it was a situation like that where i, I made that beat um you know, in my early, in my earlier years, and then a lot of people wanted to buy that beat. Like it, it went from, you know, Drake wanted it, Wayne wanted it, Ross wanted it, Birdman wanted it, um, Jeezy wanted it. Like everybody wanted this beat. And I, to be honest, I I liked the beat, but I didn't I didn't see what I didn't see what the obsession was over this particular beat. compared sure. to, you know what I'm saying until the record right came. like I loved it. But you know, what I mean, sometimes you know, you know how it is, bro. You spend you spend like a short time on a beat and you're kind of like, oh, this shit's whatever. Like, I made this shit so quick. It's, I'm not that in love with it. I'm not a, not that attached to it. And then you make, you spend so long with another beat and you're like in love with it, but no one ever cares to really fuck with that beat. You know what I mean? So, Well,
0: you um, know how it is with producers. Your, your best beat is your last one. Yeah, that's true. That, too. <laughs> that's how we look at a lot of times. Like, no, no, this, you got to listen to this one. The one I did last night, and like, no, 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 no. The one from six yeah. months ago, let me get that.
1: Facts, facts. It's funny, bro. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, I've been thinking, I was thinking like that for the longest time, bro. Like, I was always trying to like shop beats that are like I just made, thinking like, oh, these, this is the hottest shit. Like, you know, but lately I've been like kind of sending shit from like a year ago, like year or two ago. And it's been kind of, you know what I mean? It's been kind of working. Like, and I didn't realize, yo, some of my older shit still works. Like, you know what I mean? You sometimes,
0: absolutely.
1: We, you know it's old know?
0: to you, it's old to us. True. But brand new to somebody just just hearing it. That's why smart smart rappers be like, Yo, don't send me no beats, I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. And just be like yo, you, you pull that drive up, bro. I know yeah. you guys can see on that drive. That's yeah. the smart rappers. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's, so that's that's the guys I like to to get in with because I'm not really keen on the email game at all. Yeah. You
1: know
0: what I'm saying? And I've never really sent over five beats at a time if I do.
1: Wow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel. You, I'll send. I'll send anywhere between five and ten, bro. I don't. I can't. I mean, if, even for me, like, cause I'll get people to send ideas to me, and I'll, if you send me more than ten ideas, I'm not listening to them. I'm like, <laughs> it's,
0: just, it's too much going on. Like, it's it's over overload. So I just need to just break that down to to the best five, and so, then we, so- we can get somewhere.
1: So what what's your process like in the studio? Like do you do you prefer to like have an artist pull up and then you play these? Or would you ever cook up for them live or like how how would your process usually be?
0: Um, like for instance on the Rather You Than Me album, um I pretty much moved in with Ross for like a month, a month and a half. Mm. And just cooked up like, you know. That's dope. It's different when you're cooking up with a with a direction. Mm. Like when you know who you're working for. Right. It's different. You're not just shooting in the dark. Like, okay, I know this is full Ross. Right. So when I'm just when I'm just working, I'm just I'm just doing shit with no no direction for real, no 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 real intent. True. So, but I love to be able to be like, you know what? Right now, I'm working on two chains, right, and everything is two chains oriented the whole time I'm working. So, I will yeah more more likely love to to work like that than just be like, you know what? Let me go through my beats and send you some shit. Right, it, it it comes out better for me. That's been a, for, for real. That's like my career. How I, I was been, yeah. Just like you just go through and we just lock in for a few days in a row, and I just just do a bunch of joints in those few days. And when yeah. you do that, it, it helps you out a lot too because you get a lot of new beats.
1: True. Yeah.
0: So the one, yeah. so the one they didn't pick. It's like okay, this goes in the, this shit dope, so I can still shop this.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going, I'm going to LA next week nice. with Young Bird for like like a week and just lock in with Young Bird. So it's like you're just doing beats every day. So it's like you just really just build your catalog up. Right, right. While you're there,
1: that's fine. free trip.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah for me, man, I, I like to I like to cook up like with the artists too. For me, but also you know sometimes the artist has a little bit. Sometimes they can get a little bit too much. Uh, directive. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to explain. But it's almost like artists sometimes think they know what they want when it's like they bear, sometimes don't. They don't even know what they want, or they 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 say one thing and they say the next. So for me, like my process works better when I'm like actually just cooking up my own shit. Like I'll I'll, put, I'll cook up a catalog of shit, and then like I'd rather just find the right home for those tracks because I feel like when I when I cook up free, it's almost like there's no there's no like thinking of in the box. It's not like oh I gotta make a beat like this. That I think this person will like. It's like, yo, I'm just cooking what I like. And this if this might be the future for the, for this artist, this might be the future for Drake. This might be the future for, you know, whoever I'm I'm gonna give this beat to. So
0: I mean, a lot of people don't don't know how to uh just stay out of the way and not micromanage. Mm. Like when somebody's writing to my music, I'm not over their shoulder like, no, 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 don't say that. Like, you know, let me let me allow them to get their thought out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I, I just go do some other shit and allow them to work. Only time I say something is if I just feel like melodically, then or or the pocket isn't right, they go in the wrong direction with that. I'll comment about that, right, and then I get back out the way again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I don't really just be like, you know, because you never know what people start with doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to end with. True. you know, yeah. we may start with a drum pattern just to get it going, yeah. but it's going to change throughout the process you know what I'm saying because the more you hear it and you start tightening shit up in certain areas so it's like you just gotta allow the person to get that thought out you know what I'm saying and just 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 work so yeah yeah, it's it's, I do my best work by myself in the room
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know what I'm saying not with a whole bunch of people around me like I do my best shit when I'm when I'm alone that's for sure
1: yeah me too me too or with like a collaborator if someone's you know, bringing like a, a musician plays guitar or something. Yeah, like that. absolutely. You
0: know, that's, that's, that's all I keep with me: keyboard players and you know, guitar players. Yeah. And that's it, yeah, and man. we just go nuts. Yeah,
1: it's true, man. It's true, because sometimes you have too many, too many minds in the room, too many opinions, and it's like, and like you said, like sometimes the beat can start one way and then end up in another direction, which is another like, direction. You know what I mean? Which I I love, bro. I love that process. Like to me, it's like I'll start a beat bro i'll even start a beat and finish a beat and i'll bounce it to you know i'll bounce it out and listen to it on my phone or we in the car like the next day and i'm already like nah this shit's whack i don't like this kick drum i don't like this snare i don't like this i don't like the key it's in i don't like this tempo and then i'll go back and then i'll fix it up and i'll give it instead of the next day i'll give it three more days until it's really fresh and I'll listen back again and then after after that I'll know where it needs to be, and I might have to go back in and, and rework it again. You know what I'm saying? It happens like that, but you know what I mean. I just want to make the most solid music. I don't like to just make a bunch of beats, bro, and just like hope for the best. I don't. I hate that shit, bro. I want to be proud of every track that I put out. You know what I mean? That part,
0: you have a high integrity for for your music. A hundred percent, bro. Is, yeah, which is which is rare these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody's just trying to get a placement. To me, it's
1: like it's more than just a placement, bro. It's like it's a legacy. And, and you know, every every song and every beat counts. So it's like I don't want to have just a bunch of shit just out there, like,
0: that I'm not proud of or that I'm not. You know what I mean? So Facts. That, that's a fact. But uh, the Look At You record, too, is one of my favorites. Oh,
1: the Rich As Fuck.
0: Rich, rich As Fuck shit. Oh, my God. Yo, bro. That was...
1: That beat, bro, I made that beat so quick. That's actually an example, of almost an example of a beat that I was kind of like, eh, like I was like, eh, you know what I mean? Because how, how that beat came about, it was actually a lot of the music was, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, a producer named Nikhil, and uh, he's assisted me on other records in the past. But, you know, that was one of the ones where he kind of just brought me like this whole like melody and whatever. And I just put some drums down and I just I made that beat in like 20, 25 minutes and I was like, whatever, I'm going to send this shit out. Bro, I I couldn't believe that shit caught, bro. I was like, you know. That I mean? shit went ape shit. Yeah, it did, it did pretty well, man, surprisingly. I mean, you got to oh, have but a- But I don't- go- there, there must be a song like that in your catalog. Where you, like, when you made the beat, you're probably like, mm, Like, I'm cool with it. And, a, and it caught, you know what I'm saying? There has to be at least one.
0: Yeah, have- um, um, uh, Santorini was like the
1: for real? Oh my god, bro, that beat is so crazy.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, Santorini was like because you know, I had gone out to uh Miami to work with Ross right um four years prior. Right. And I did that beat when I was out there and he didn't hear it. Real. So I I was sitting on that beat for like four years. Until we until we got back up again. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, listen to this shit again, bro. I'm like,
1: what? So you did that four yeah. years prior to?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I ended up like changing the drums. and yeah. You know what I mean? Beef, Just beefing it up a little bit more. But yeah, that record was four years old already. Wow. Man, I love but it. But like you say, when you're trying to find yeah. a- the right home, it's like, I'd rather keep the child home with me right. before I send you to the wrong house. Like, nah, like. Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, know what I mean, like, it's nothing worse than hearing a dope beat with somebody doing some goofy shit on it. That shit drive it, you crazy. bro. That's <laughs> it, bro. I,
1: know. I know. It's crazy. Also, too, it's like, you know, we we might have a vision for a record, and 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 it ends up with somebody, and you know, we we imagine it to be a certain way, but then sometimes it's you're pleasantly surprised. Like, you know, what I mean, it could be you might at first not like it because you're like, yo, I imagine the song being more like in this direction or about you know this kind of flow or this kind of rap. And then you know, like that's kind of how I felt about swimming pools initially. Like, you know, I, I felt like it was so different when I heard the hook for swimming pools before it came out. I was like, this is really different. Like, this is not how you know. Initially, when I made that beat, I had a I had a R like I had a hook on it. There was like r and B singer singing hook on it. So like when Kendrick did his version, I was like, yo, like, what? like I don't, I don't, like I didn't get it at first. And then after a while, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy.
0: The swimming pools was a- it was a serious vibe. No, I
1: appreciate it, man.
0: And Ali put a great mix on it.
1: He did, man. He killed that shit.
0: Put a, put a great mix. Every, every instrument had its own space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, I really appreciate it. And he kept it, of that. Like it,
1: kept it pretty much how I, how, how, I kept, how I had it. And that, to me, is like the tell of a great mixer. It's like... If absolutely. You can, if you can keep the shit sounding as close as you can to the original, then, you know, you've done your job. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like I said, once again, you, you, you're you chasing the rough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a, a, like you said, a good engineer basically comes in and say, okay, I'm going to just put some paint where it ain't. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to disturb nothing that's already jamming. Like, why would I disturb it? It's already jamming. Yep. So let me just keep that right here and just enhance it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So right. the other engineers come in and be like, no, nah, this kick is all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wanna, like no, it.
1: wanna, like do something with the bass. That's what that's what I hate the most is they like, fuck with the bottom end. Sometimes some engineers will fuck with the bottom end and make it too wide or too like too thick and and it's like no, like, you ruin the whole like you're ruining the whole vibe of where it was. You know what I mean?
0: Killing the vibe with swimming pools. Jesus Christ, like that was a great record. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Like for real, man. How long did you have that before Kendrick got it?
1: Honestly, not not too long. It must have been like maybe, man. I can't even remember. I know it was probably the same year I made it, but you know, funny enough, with that with that record, it was actually uh it was actually supposed to be for another artist, and uh they just were just like, nah, we're not we're not in love with the production. We, we don't love the production. And uh. what? I was like, you crazy? So like, you know, you know, Kendrick. One day, you know, this is like early Kendrick. This is like post Section eighty. And um, yeah. You know, I, I was in the studio with him, and I was just pulling up beats, playing them. He's like, oh, "I like that one, I like that one." And then he kind of just took it for himself and and wrote to it. You know, when I wasn't there, just like days later, weeks later, and then that's pretty much how the record came out. But I was so glad that artist like said no to that beat, bro. After after what Kendrick did, I was like, "Bro, I was
0: so happy." You know what I mean? That was like a whole nother a whole another movie. Yeah. And I, again, it goes back to finding the right home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never, you know, I always told myself early in my career that we're not going to just chase checks. Right. We want to do great music. Percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, a lot of people, like, I, I learned early that, because, you know, when you're a producer, you want to play, every beat you play, you want them to like it. Right. But then you get smart, and you're like, you know what? These records, I'm not even going to play for this artist. <laughs> yeah, fact. Yeah, I know that he can't, give me what I need yeah. on these records mm-hmm. so I'm not even gonna confuse him and, and, and tease him and, and play this and then he try to do some goofy shit to it and it just doesn't yeah. train, you know just doesn't come across Tracks. so that's all about being seasoned and just be like so you know what yeah, don't eat?
1: that's some veteran shit like to think like that because that's some shit I only started doing some like a few years back too so it's like you know, I always, I, you know, sometimes too, I would try to save the best beat for the best artist, which sometimes can hurt, you know what I mean? It can actually hurt you. Cause you know, if I didn't take a chance giving that swimming pools beat to Kendrick, who was new at the time, he wasn't like the hottest rapper at the, at the moment. We wouldn't have had such a great record, you know, but, um, but you're right though, in regards to just giving the right beats to the right artists, it's like, it's so important, man, not to like play your, cause, cause the artists will fuck around and think like, oh, this is, this is it. Like, this is my, I love this. Like I can, can do this. And in the back of your mind, you like, no, you cannot do this record. Like, <laughs> you know,
0: this is not it. <laughs> it's this not is like people. You know what I mean? And then it's like them and all their management, everybody's loving the record. And you like, I don't know what you guys hear, yeah, but I don't hear it yeah. at yeah. all. There's nothing wrong with being pleasantly
1: surprised either, because if a record could work, then it's like, maybe you were, you know, maybe you were wrong all along. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just never know. Even with so Moment for made- Life, actually, when I did when I did Moment for Life, like when I made that beat, I had a completely different like idea of what the, the type of song was gonna be on there. Like I was imagining like, you know, at the time girl groups were such were still kind of big and popular. I was imagining hearing like a pop group on Moment for Life. I didn't imagine like rapper, you know, when Nicki Minaj took that beat. So it's like, and when I heard the hook, I was like, it's not the hook I imagine hearing, but it, it caught, you know what I mean? I, and I love the record when they dropped, you know what I mean? It was a caught. An, an,
0: another gem.
1: Yeah, appreciate it.
0: Like a, another great record. Like these these records are huge, especially at the um the strings you put on it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The string that, that, that took it somewhere else.
1: Yeah, those are all just VST plugging strings. I don't know, man. I don't know what I was thinking when I made it, but it felt right. Hey,
0: man. People don't understand, like, you can have the and string BSTs, but if you don't know how to articulate them, it's true, it's like you just got some dope strings,
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what these guys making the sample packs understand, like, yeah, how to get those strokes, and yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean, like, they make it sound like it's a real player just rather than just playing straight chords with them, like, right, that's boring.
1: Yeah yeah, but, yeah
0: yeah so having those straight like it's like, yeah. oh wow, like yeah, the orchestra on this bitch, like yeah, All right, let's real close like wait a minute, yeah, funny enough have you, like, have you used um a live orchestra yet yourself
1: no, never, never i mean i I love to that's something I would love to do in the future, you know what I mean'm I'm, I'm actually in the process right now of potentially doing that on a on a record that i'm I'm working on, but um is not this this hasn't been the time yet, you know what I mean, and like Honestly man, sometimes I'm happy with like the the synthetic and the you know the the plugin shit. Sometimes I'm cool with it, bro. Like sometimes it, like sometimes people overthink and they you know they want the real thing, but sometimes bro it's just like it's it's as good, it's it's, it's perfect. You know what I mean? You don't have to change it up. You know. Well,
0: like 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 I said though, in those situations like that, it's like until you hear them side by side cuz of course the VST sounds great. Right. But when you hear a string section, yeah, side by side with a VST,
1: yeah, yeah I know, I feel
0: It's like, especially like the cellos, like just the yeah the natural the natural ambiance of this of the sound, like the body of it. Right. It's like you can't you, you can't say like on the fucking um the Justin Timberlake album that Tim did. hmm mm-hmm. Like the, the string work on that on that album is just like.
1: Crazy.
0: It's crazy because it's just so heavy. Mm -hmm. That's what you miss when you don't use the live shit. It's just the the, the warmth of it, the the body of it. It's like, but a lot of times we stack them along with the simps. True. We use both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that helps a lot too. You know what I mean? But I, I had the pleasure of working with Larry Gold a couple times. And it's like it's, it's like it's no it's, it's no comparison to be able to have that that fucking twenty piece, twenty-four piece orchestra. For sure. You know what I mean?
1: When when did you Back- work with him? how long ago did you work with him? On what on what records?
0: Um, I had done a on, on Mr. Cheeks' album. damn it, twenty years ago, man. Um I drove down to Philly mm. and um played him the record and Telling him what I was looking for, he wrote the string part right on the spot. And the string players were just in there watching TV, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes and shit. And oh wow. He ran he ran this shit off, passed out the music and
1: So he so he got his string players to play play on that record?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's dope. Three
0: hours I had a I had a in three hours I had string sections for two records. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Like it's just
0: that fast?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of dudes like, nowadays are going to like, they'll go to Europe, not even go to Europe, but they'll Skype somebody in like, in like, in, in you know, in Eastern Europe and do like, yeah. and do like uh, Skype calls where they have like the 24 piece or whatever piece orchestra. And they'll just do, they'll give them the music and then they'll just like, they'll go play it right there live for you
0: on Skype. Yeah, I did um a record with Missy Elliott for the movie Any Given Sunday. Okay. And um, Oliver Stone, was the director of that movie, he was just really uh anal about having strings and all the records for the movie. So it it put me, Missy, and Tony McAny together. Tony McCanney is the guy who did all the strings for Titanic. Mm. So I sampled uh, a Mozart record and um gave it to him with you know the idea that I had. And the shit he wrote to really embellish on, or elaborate more on my idea, nah. shit came on nuts. It's called "Who You Gonna Call?" So when you hear that though, like just to, it's just it sounds insane because it's brass and strings and the choir. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? So it's just like when I when we played the shit back to us, it was just like wow, right? You know what I mean? Like he was just like wow, you know. I just make sure that my that my engineer had a hand in the mix because you know guys who do the string records don't really know about knocking with drums and shit like that. Right. So right, I just right. yeah, I wanna make sure that the hip hop feel was still there. Right. But when definitely. you hear the, the string section and the choir and the brass section he put on that shit, he wrote like a bridge part to it. Like he was like he really did some real some real uh some some epic shit to it, bro. Like it's insane. That's why I would love to see you. Uh, sit down with somebody and do that yeah. for yourself because it is like it'll blow you away. Like it gave me chills, like literally my, my chills all over my arms and shit it was just like wow. It
1: just sounded like
0: he was inside the music.
1: Yeah, because you, you you had it a certain way. You already kind of you created this piece of work. It's because I'm assuming the song was probably already done before he added. Yeah. It. So, so it's uh-huh. like he got it done and it's like he added all these like elements that just brought shit to life and gave it color. And it's like you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a crazy feeling.
0: Insane, and I know how you think, and you know the type of chords you use. And, yeah, you know, like you already got your shit is already big, so just imagine it getting bigger.
1: Yeah, I feel that.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's no it's no feeling like 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 you no know, like that to hear. Because I always my thing was I always wanted to make a record with the same quality as Thriller for hip hop. Mm actually you. you. know what I'm saying? Like off the wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying like, yeah. but hip hop, but hip hop though. Definitely, yeah. That's Definitely. what I've been chasing my whole career. Wow. Actually, you know what I'm saying? You Just more, trying though. to,
1: huh? You gotta do more, more of that. Like more, more of those vibes. Like,
0: yeah, for sure, vibe, sure, for sure, for sure.
1: Vibes like that, bro. You have like lots of vibe. like when you say it like that, I can, I can hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of your shit is very epic, too. Like, you have a lot of big, big records, like big epic sounding songs, you know what I mean? Where it's like it can use that kind of character, like an orchestra and stuff like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, all the all the records that we sample, bro, it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like it's a whole bunch of great musicians. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I try to implicate all that or put all that stuff in my music, man. And, Try to keep great relationships with dopest guitarists, the dopest bassist, the dopest string writer composer. Like that's all Quincy Jones was. When I mean, you think about it, yeah, that's true. When you listen, you when you read the names he used, it's like yeah, Herbie on and Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like yeah. what fucking uh, what's what's my man name? Uh uh uh, 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 Miller on bass and. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking he's writing the strings, which is epic. Right. You know, so you just yeah. got all these A1 musicians just improvising off the idea that you that you played them. Right. They taking that shit somewhere else. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean yeah. so it's like Yeah. Moments of life with a with a real orchestra. Imagine that shit.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be crazy. I mean shit. Nuts. I I mean, when I made that, bro, I was like, that was in the basement, you know what I mean? So it's like just to imagine, like now it, it, that would have happened, that definitely would have happened, you know what I'm saying? But
0: because you probably would have done some some ill shit just to end it, you know, it was just going off with the strings, just doing some real with the flutes and all that type of shit, like I, all that type of shit, just like that's like music porn to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You yeah, <laughs> know. Yeah. So you, you still on fruity you ain't switched up yet?
1: Nah, bro, I'm still on FL, bro. I'm still on FL Studio, bro. I can't. That's right. I can't kick it, bro. I just it's.
0: It Why works. would you? Exactly. Why would you? No, for sure, bro. I
1: mean, I got I got other dudes leaving their dogs to go to FL Studio, so it's almost like that's just the way. That's just man. That's just my that's just my tool, man. I I mean, yo, there's if, with FL, man, it's just so great to just make to make beats on, bro. Like to make a quick like drum pattern or anything like that. That's what I love about it, bro. It's just like. You could just be quick and make some drums. You know what I mean. And I, I, and I just enjoy just the process of it.
0: You know what no, I mean? the the quantizing on, on free loops is super super tight. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta admit that like it locks. Yeah, it locks in like real lock. Like it's a dope pocket on that shit. Yeah, because I got it. Right. You know what I mean. I got FL, but it's like I couldn't. I still didn't get. Comfortable with just doing everything there, like just knowing how to make the sequence longer and all that type of shit. Like, you know, I'm still like, ah, yeah, a little shaky with that or using the sample and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I think, I think
1: it's just all what you're used to, man, because I've been using it since day one. So it's like, it's almost like I can't, I can't imagine using anything else unless I like, I bring another tool on board. Like, I know Ableton, Ableton has some really cool functions and you know, I mean, it has this good for some stuff too, but I don't know, bro. But
0: it like all the day one FL
1: guys don't like the new FL. Bro, I actually, I actually love the new FL. I love okay. the new FL, bro. I, I, it's funny because I think it's, it's it's a big thing of, like, being used to something. Like, I think a lot of the guys who like the old FL, you know, they're just used to, like, how the layout is. And, like, they're, you know, the problem was when FL 12 came out, it went from, like, yeah. you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 were, like, the golden eras of FL. And then when 12 came out, it kind of just, like, changed everything. They took things out. They changed the layout and it and it really upset a lot of a lot of producers. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but then but then they came out with FL twenty, which which what they did was they brought everything back from like the previous versions, like eleven, and they enhanced on it and they added new shit and it's actually fire. Like I love FL twenty, man. Like I, like I swear by it to be honest. Like I, I, I it's it's definitely like the better program when you look when you look at it.
0: But the the knock that you get out of that shit though is like. Sheesh.
1: Everybody said yo
0: yo, I hear <laughs> I hear this so
1: much, bro. And I don't even know if like sometimes I question, is this even true? Like I gotta talk to the guys at FL and ask, like, did you do something different with the program? Cause it's like I I don't I don't know the difference personally.
0: I can't no, I seen I, I seen the Cab oh, oh boy the Cab do a uh, a comparison from Ableton to Fruity. And you know, he you know according to him, he's saying that there wasn't any difference, but I don't know, bro. Yeah, I don't know,
1: man. I some sometimes I think it's it's a mental thing. Even even I feel like I feel that way when it comes to guys that are like, oh, FL ten and eleven are better than twenty, or FL ten is better than eleven. And to me, it's just all like I feel like sometimes it's mind over matter. But I could be wrong, bro. I I really could be wrong. But for me, even even a lot of guys, bro, a lot of guys say, oh, FL twenty doesn't sound as good as FL eleven. I'm like, how? Like, what, what are you? This is the same program? I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But again, I think it's all a mental, it's all a mental thing. You know what I'm
0: saying? So, like, when I got 20, it was like, I'm calling on my on my dudes that I know, you know, born and raised on the on the FL, and like, oh yeah, just call me OG. You need to help? And I'm like, yeah. I'm on 20. Like, ah, nah, I don't, I don't fuck with 20. I'm like, so, what, what you mean? Like, like nobody's fucking with 20? you get eleven you're on twenty yeah I got twenty.
1: yeah all right, hit me up bro i hope I help you with that man, like, oh, I'm, man I'm very, i i'm I like to think progressively too, man because I feel like you know with there's certain certain things you just you don't change because it's like you, you know it's if it ain't broke, don't you know what I mean don't fix it, but at the same time it's like bro, I don't want to be that dude that's like stuck on the old shit all his life just because it's like oh, this is what I'm used to that's like to me that's like the problem with dudes that get older it's like so for me it's like I want to be progressive. I want to learn the new shit just so so I can stay up to stay up to what's going on, you know what I mean?
0: Right. A lot of guys are scared to embrace change, you know what I'm saying? But in their defense, I don't understand why people change the VST and change the whole face of it. Like I don't I never understand that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I agree. We've been, like they did the same thing with battery, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a mm-hmm. super huge battery fan yeah and then you put a new version of battery and you take shit away right. take shit out like features that we love you take it out and change how it looks and change how you load the sounds and it's like what are you doing right <laughs> like, like what are y'all doing right now like yeah i love this bst this you know yeah. what i mean because that's what uh i use for like all my drums for the most part right it's that it- it- it's battery.
1: so is there a way to have like the classic mode like you can like Go back and switch it so the layout is not the new version. It could go back to the version that you previously have. No? No, nah, you
0: gotta you gotta try to download the old version. Oh my God. And in the old version would crash on you and all types yeah, of shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I already know. So that. it's like hey, that ain't that ain't happening. I already know, man. But we definitely gotta get us, you know, get us to join together. Like we've been saying that shit for a minute.
1: I know, bro. I feel it's like we like, sent each other ideas maybe one time. Like we sent back and forth a couple of things, but we gotta be, uh, consistent, bro. I mean, shit. I mean, with COVID going on too, it's kind of it's kind of tough, right? So, it's not really that bad in Toronto, though, right? It's not. Honestly, bro, we're we're in like a, we're at like stage three where like people can, you know, restaurants are open and like certain things are opening back up. You can like eat inside of a restaurant now, whereas before you had to get out in the patio. But it's. Things are moving, bro. Things are going well. Everybody's wearing a mask. You can't go anywhere without wearing a mask. But, you know, everybody's just trying to be preventive. But, yeah, man, the borders are closed. That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, well, no Americans nowhere. You guys, they like this. All the Americans like, yeah, no, you're from America. Sorry.
1: Yo, they're crazy, bro. Like, we have average, like, I think we're at average, like, 200 plus cases a day. Like, you know what I mean? And I know you guys are, like, got, like, LA has like or like California's like fifteen thousand a day or something like that, or Florida's like fifteen thousand a day. It's like that's insane. I don't know how they're able to treat everybody. Like how
0: many, like you know, with all the hospitals they have probably have to have. Right. I mean it's been doing I've been seeing a lot of conflicting stories about those numbers. You know what I'm saying? So it's wrong. a little yeah, it's a little tricky. So I'm not you know, I'm not really going into that stuff. but yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think who who was your um are you a fan of any producers out here other than you know? Right now, right? yeah.
1: I mean, yo, I'm I'm a fan of a lot of the new guys, man. I I really like Weezy. Weezy out of here, he's he's fire, man. I I love his I love his bounce. I love his sound. I love right. how melodic he is with his music. And I know he produces a lot of a lot of his shit. Like he's one of them, like full. I, he'll do he'll do it all type type producers, which I respect. You know what I mean? Um, I like I like Pierre Bourne. I like I like his sound a lot. Um and you know, I still love my classic my guys who've been around, like Boy Wonder. I love I love vinyls, you know, Seven Thomas. There's a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys that like I know coming up, you know what I mean, who are super fire. They still put out quality music. But yeah, man. I mean, I, I love I love where music's going right now, bro. I know I know a lot of times it's a lot of shit's copycat, a lot of shit is like, you know what I mean? People are losing their sense of their sound and stuff, but it's like I you know, I'm so, I'm just enjoying it, bro. I'm just enjoying like what I hear. From some of these guys,
0: I like London too. Yeah, London on the track. Yeah, no, nah, he's dope. Yeah, he's definitely dope. I'm a fan of his as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But shit, I, ain't gonna, um, I don't want to keep you too long. Man. I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, kick it with me, bro. We're trying to get this going for a minute because, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours myself.
1: Thank you, bro. Likewise, man. Honestly, it's it's an honor, bro, just to chop it up with you. Just about music and, and you know just nerd out bro like talk about the, the shit that really, you know the real shit we want to talk about not like the most. yeah
0: <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's a fact you know it, nothing worse than talking shop with somebody don't know about the shop fact. you know what I mean yeah, so fact. just talk to somebody that really understand everything you say in the lingo you don't have to keep explaining yourself fact. like it's always you know like-minded people who are always great to talk to of course bro of course okay. shit but uh I'm gonna definitely start sending you some ideas man like me, I promise bro. you. I got, I got a lot of samples already yeah. chopped up. You know what I'm saying? I just need to go ahead and send it yeah, to you, got, bro. Send
1: it whenever, bro. I'm here, man. This is where I come yeah. up.
0: Absolutely. But again, man, I appreciate you coming out, bro. Appreciate right, you. All right, take care, Thanks, brother. man. Yep.